Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Worship in the Word here at ICC. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday uh, this week. Uh, I'm sure we all ate too much turkey, uh, a little too much of everything, but that's what the holidays are about, right? I just wanted to make a quick note. We feel very confident that we can safely resume our regularly scheduled worship services beginning next Sunday at 10 a.m., both on-site here in the building and online. We feel that it is perfectly safe to continue to do that. Uh, also, uh, please remember we are doing our 9 a.m. Walk Through the Word broadcast uh, live on-site as well as online beginning next Sunday as well. All that's going to start again next Sunday. Thank you for your understanding. But having said that, please stay tuned for updates as things are constantly changing. Uh, please refer to our church Facebook located at ICC Frederick as well as our ICC email, email blast. And if you have not signed up for our church phone tree, we really encourage you to sign up for that. We need to be able to communicate with you in a timely fashion through those avenues because of the uh, fluidness, the, the fluidity, if you will, of the information that we're needing to get out to you in a very timely fashion. Please make sure that you are signed up for that to receive further updates. Hope everybody again had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. And today we're getting into the Word of God together. I'm continuing what I began last Sunday. This will be part two of that message. We're continuing to talk on the subject when God's people pray. If there has ever been a time for the church to be uh, diligent in prayer, now is that time. And so I feel that, that the Lord has laid this on my heart to share with our church family, as well as anybody else who's tuning in to this broadcast, as a child of God, the need, the urgent, urgent need to be steadfast in interceding on behalf of the church, interceding on behalf of our world in the state that our world is in. Much instability due to COVID, uh, much instability due to a lot of things. But look, we need God more than we've ever needed Him before. But let's get into the Word of God this morning. And let's begin today by doing our church pledge or our Bible pledge together. Everybody ready? Here we go. This book is the infallible Word of God. Christ is its star, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. This book declares that God loves me as I am, but will not leave me where He finds me. I am not what I can be, but I am not what I used to be. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. And I can be all that it says I can be in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Please join with me today as we go back to our text for this series in 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18, beginning with verse 41. The Word of the Lord says, this is in the NIV if you're following along at home. The Bible says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, 
bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times. I want to emphasize that for today's message. Seven times Elijah said to his servant, Go back. Go back. The seventh time that Elijah's servant reported, he said, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah the prophet said, Go and tell Ahab, Hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Can let, let us pray together this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word once again. Your Word is life. Your Word is truth. We pray today that You will anoint our ears to hear and that You will anoint our hearts to receive what the Spirit of the living God desires to speak into our hearts and lives today. And let us all forever be changed by the power of Your Holy Word and by the authority of Your Holy Name. Amen. And amen. Once again, our kingdom principle of this two-part series is this. If you will fight the fight inside the prayer closet, God will fight the fight for you outside the prayer closet. Now I know for many people they feel, well, that's just too simple. That's just too elementary. There's got to be more to it than that. Reality is, is that you and I have a tendency to make it much more complex and much more complicated than that, but it's not. God has taken what is too complicated for us and He has simplified it that even a little child can carry it out. I love what Dr. A.C. Dixon said. We, I know he said this last Sunday, but I want to reiterate it because it's such a powerful, powerful statement. Dr. A.C. Dixon said this about prayer. He said, when we depend upon organization, we get what organization can do. When we depend upon education, we get what education can do. When we depend upon money, we get what money can do. But when we depend upon prayer, we get what God can do. You see, in our text, this was during the reign of King Ahab, who was king over the northern kingdom of Israel, also referred to as Samaria. King Ahab, which was, he was reigning around 860 BC. The Middle East around 860 BC was leveled by a horrendous three and a half year long drought. Imagine that, three and a half years of no rain in the area. And I had the uh, tremendous opportunity to actually be able to go to the Middle East and visit Israel myself. And uh, you can just, you don't even have to be there personally to understand this. You can see it in photographs and pictures or in television broadcasts that it's, especially the southern part of Israel. Israel, it is a very dry place to begin with. 
very rocky and barren terrain in the southern part of, of Israel. But imagine three and a half years of drought, three and a half years of no rain in a land that's already predominantly dry. They were experiencing their own natural disaster. That's what I want you to understand. Imagine that kind of natural disaster. We are experiencing COVID uh, today and the devastation that it has brought upon our society, not only here in the United States, but as a global society, that it is wreaking havoc on our entire global system. Uh, but during this time, the biblical uh, experience of famine and a, a, a dry spell, drought. Imagine, you know, when it doesn't rain, guess what happens to crops? Well, crops fail. Crops don't grow. Herds of cattle were being put down, meaning being slaughtered, because there wasn't enough grass due to the lack of rainfall to adequately sustain the entire herd. It was wreaking havoc on the economy of that day, much like COVID is wreaking havoc on our economy here in the 21st century. But God spoke, God spoke during this time to His prophet Elijah. And God told Elijah that it was time for the drought to come to an end. Listen, God is speaking today during our own natural disaster that is taking place today. God is speaking. It's not that God is not speaking to us. The question is, are we listening to what He is wanting to say? But God spoke to His prophet Elijah, and listen to what He said in 1 Kings 18 and 1. It says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying to him, Go, present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. You see, in the midst of our in the midst of our desperation, God always grants His instruction. But what God is always waiting to do, waiting for, is our response to His instruction. Are we going to heed the instruction of the Lord today? Are we going to? Are we going to give ear to what the Spirit of God is speaking to us, not only not only globally as 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 the world, as a world community, but I'm talking is the church, is the church tuning in? Are we giving ear to what the Spirit of God is speaking to us as a church family? Here's the point I want to reiterate today, and that's this. Before God would send the rain, before God would send relief to such a intense and devastating time, Elijah, the man of God, had to pray. Did you hear that? Before God would send the rain, Elijah, God's man, had to pray. Listen, church, this should serve as a powerful, powerful statement to us as God's people about the power and about the necessity of us interceding for our world today. 
interceding for our world, interceding for one another today. It is more urgent for you and me to pray than I believe it ever has been before. Look, God is up to something. I think that's very obvious. God is up to something today, church. I believe God is getting ready uh, to wrap this thing up, at least as far as His church is concerned. Listen to what Augustine said, one of our church fathers of the early church. Augustine stated, he said, Without God, we cannot. And without us, He will not. You see, the point of that is, is that you and I, as the church, you and I, as children of God, we play a very important role in what God is doing today. And the church has an important part in what's going on in this COVID pandemic that's happening right now. We don't need to miss out on what God is doing. We don't need to miss the mark. More than ever before, we need to be in sync with what the Spirit of God is doing in our world today. You see, we're talking about when God's people pray. We're talking about the importance of intercessory prayer. Prayer conditions our heart to fellowship with God. That's what prayer does. Prayer conditions our heart to fellowship with God. And you know, I've never really looked at prayer in this way before, but in our in our walk through the Word program, in our walk through the Word Bible study, the Lord has really been pressing upon me the the urgency of understanding that praying is waiting. You know, we talk about the importance of waiting on the Lord. You know, we we all know Isaiah uh, forty one. And it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not grow weary. They shall run and not faint. We talk about the importance of waiting on the Lord. But what I want you to understand today, church, and what I feel the Holy Spirit is crying out from within me, and that is waiting is praying. Praying is waiting. Do you understand that when we spend time in prayer, what we are doing is we are giving God room to lead us as His people. We are giving God space to be Lord over us, the church. Listen, if God isn't Lord over the church, He's not going to be Lord over anybody on this earth. It is important for we, the church, to let God be Lord over our lives. You know, uh, there we talk. We referred to Him as God. He is God. But understand the important difference. God is His title. God is His title. God represents His rank. The Lord is His name. You see, God, people talk about the man upstairs, people talking about the I believe there's a God in heaven, yada yada. But look, God wants us to God wants it to be much more personal than that. God God wants us to not only refer to him as God, but he wants us to refer to him by his name, which is the Lord. He is the Lord God. That means he's a personal God. The Lord is the word uh, Yahweh. 
And, and translated in the English, Jehovah God. He is Jehovah God. He is the Lord God. And He wants to have a personal relationship with us in our lives. And listen, our prayer time is, a, is an integral part of that personal relationship. Let me put it this way. Husbands, if you never talk to your wife, if you never spent time with your wife, I can, being a husband myself, I can tell you, she's going to start sooner or later, if she loves you or likes you at all, she's going to start getting upset with that after a while because, hey, you know, uh, they want us to pay attention to them. Do you know God feels the same way about His church? He wants us as His children. He wants us, He desires us as His people to spend time with Him. In other words, when we pray, we are giving God permission. We are giving God permission. That is, we are allowing Him to take control of our circumstances. We allow God to take control of our circumstances when we make room for Him through prayer, and through waiting on the Lord in our own lives. Scheduling that time, setting that time aside, saying this time belongs to God. Romans 8 and 28, the Apostle Paul writes and he says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. Last time we talked about this, last Sunday we said prayer is a choice. The question is, who do you, who do we exalt more? Who do we exalt more today? Do we exalt our problems or do we exalt our God? Listen, if you're like me, uh, I have a tendency to magnify my problems. But when I'm magnifying my problems, you know what I'm doing to God? I'm diminishing His ability. To solve my problems. Who are we exalting more? Are we exalting our God? Are we exalting our problems? Because you know what happens when we exalt our problems over God? Our problems become our God. And we become a slave to the worries and the anxieties of this life that we are living in today. Life is full of anxieties. Life is full of things and reasons for us to fear. But, bar, but listen to me, brother and sister. When we exalt the Lord our God, when we are lifting Him up on high and putting Him in His rightful place as the center and the priority of our lives, we're fulfilling what Jesus Christ taught us to do. He said, "...but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." And all of these other things shall be added unto you. Alright? Uh, prayer prepares us for the spiritual warfare of another day. Prayer serves as the light switch that activates the power of God in our lives. You see, prayer serves as the point of contact... It is the point of contact where heaven and earth meet together. Prayer ushers in to the natural. It ushers in the supernatural. Prayer is the doorway, if you will. It is the channel of which 
The God of heaven, who is a supernatural God, He is the ultimate supernatural power of all things. But prayer serves as the channel. You can look at it as as uh, maybe maybe an extension cord, a power cord. We call it a power cord. But you know that power cord has no power in and of itself. All it does is channel the power provided through the through the electric company. It channels that power into whatever it is that's plugged into. In order for you and me as the church to serve as the channel of power that God desires for the church to be for this lost and dying world to experience the majesty and the glory of God, you and I have to be plugged in to Jesus. We have to be plugged into the Lord, just like a power cord has to be plugged into the power socket and has to be connected. God, Let me put it like this. God provides the power, but it is up to you and me to be plugged in to His power. We plug in to God's power through prayer. We plug into God's power through prayer. God gives us the power of having to overcome the problems of this world, but it is up to you and me to access that power through prayer and supplication. It's not because the power isn't available. It's not because God doesn't care about us. It's because we are not taking advantage of the method that God has provided for you and me to activate His power and His presence in and of our lives. You see, some of us have been waiting on God, but I'm here to tell somebody today, God is waiting on us. Did you hear me, church? God is waiting on you and me to do what? To get plugged in to His power supply. To get plugged into Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Prayer is how we connect with God's power. And prayer is how we connect with God's provision in our lives. Whenever there is no prayer, or wherever there is no prayer, there is no point of contact. I'm hoping that I'm being clear today because I want us to get this today. I feel a great urgency for us to understand this as a church and as God's people. Whenever there is no prayer, there is no point of contact. And until you plug that power cord into that socket, that power socket, there's going to be no power. Where there is no point of contact, there will be no power. You know, just like, just like plugging in a power cord into a, a power socket, all of a sudden that power cord becomes filled with power. And that power cord will channel the power of God to the destination that we want that power to go. That power source, listen, once again, is none other than Jesus Christ. This is something else I want you to understand today. God's Word births the miraculous. God's Word births or conceives the miraculous. Someone described prayer like this. 
Prayer is a conversation between you and God where a miracle is birthed. Prayer is a conversation between you and God where a miracle is birthed. You see, when we make that point of contact with God, the God of heaven, guess what? We have created an opportunity for a miracle to be performed. Prayer is not just about me talking to God. We said this last week. The most important aspect of prayer is tuning into what God is wanting to speak into our lives. You see, God's Word births the miraculous. God wants to do something that only God can do in and through our lives. Prayer ushers in the supernatural into the natural. Because, friend, let me tell you something right now. When God speaks, miracles happen. Let me put it this way. When God speaks, miracles have to happen. They have to happen. Because when God speaks as a supernatural God that He is, the sup- that supernatural power must be manifested in our natural world. Let me give you some examples. Genesis 1 and 3, the Bible says, God said, let there be light. And guess what? When God said it, it happened. The Bible says, let there be light, God proclaimed. And guess what? There was light. Genesis 1 and 9, God said, let the land produce vegetation. Seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it. And guess what? The Bible says it was so. Genesis 1 and 24, God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds. And guess what? The Bible says it was so. Do you know when Jesus raised Lazarus from the grave, I know I'm going from one extreme to the other from the book of Genesis and the Old Testament, racing forward to the Gospels of the New Testament. But when Jesus called Lazarus out of that grave, Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Do you know why Jesus spoke the name Lazarus? Jesus knew that He needed to be very specific because if Jesus would have just commanded the dead to come forth, Every dead body in every grave would have walked out of their tomb instantaneously that day. That's the kind of power that God possesses in His proclaimed Word, in the proclamation of His divine Word. He had to call Lazarus by name just to make sure that Lazarus would have been the only dead person that came out of his tomb that day. Here's my point. God spoke it. And creation had to obey. When the supernatural speaks, the natural has to yield to what is supernatural. So when we pray, it is more about God speaking His power into our lives. When we pray, God, we are giving God opportunity for Him to speak the supernatural into our natural worlds and into our natural lives. It's more about that than it is about you or me telling God about our problems. 
God gives room for that. And we need to cast our cares upon the Lord. God wants us to do that. But prayer doesn't make God do what God hasn't planned or what God hasn't desired to do. We don't control God through our prayers. That's sorcery. We don't control God through our prayers, as some people will lead you to believe. But prayer does give opportunity. We make ourselves available to the Lord through our prayer. We give God the opportunity through our prayer for Him to demonstrate His will and His desires and His power in our lives. You see, when God demonstrates His will, His power is always connected with His will. It is the prophet Isaiah chapter 65 and 24 where it says, Before they call, God, God is speaking here, Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, the Lord says, I will hear. Listen, the answer has already been given. The provision has already been determined. His grace, God's grace has already been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Listen, all God is waiting for is for you and me to connect with Him through prayer in order to receive by faith what He has already provided. Here are ways that we connect with God and then we're going to pray Number one is prayer, as we've been talking about. Another way is worship. We connect with God through our worship. Another way that we connect with God is through studying and meditating on His Word. I call these faith fundamentals. We could throw others in there. Other practices of fasting is another great way that we can connect with God. But, but I refer to these as faith fundamentals. You know... Just like a car needs gas to keep functioning the way it was intended to run. These faith fundamentals are things that God, these are practices, if you will, that God has given to us and He teaches us about in His Word that keep fuel in our spiritual tanks as the children of God. It keeps fuel in our spiritual tanks that allows us and enables us to continue to live victorious lives through Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to ask how many, now this is all by broadcast today, so I can't see anybody respond, but I'm just asking a rhetorical question. How many have driven in your car and you see that gas gauge is on that letter E, and how many of us like to push it? How many of us like to, I mean, we just were so busy, you know, and we're so important that we don't feel like we have time to stop, pull into a gas station and fill up our tanks with gas. How many of us have a habit of keep pushing it? We see just how close that gas gauge needle can get to that E without us running out of gas. But, you know, we might get away with that. Most of the time. But if you do it enough, if you're like me and you do it often enough, you're going to push it just a little too far. And when before you realize what's happened, all of a sudden that motor starts spitting and sputtering 
and you find yourself stranded on the side of the road somewhere out of gas. This is what happens to us as God's people so many times when we keep pushing it. We keep pushing. We keep trying to tread forward in life without taking time to pray. Without taking time to pull off that exit and say, okay, everything's got to stop. It's time for me to spend some time with the Lord in prayer and refuel our spiritual tanks for the Lord. I, I believe that's what God is calling us, church, back to do as His people. Hey, nobody is too important not to spend time with the God of heaven who is all-important in prayer. So let's do that right now. Can we do that before we bring this broadcast to an end today? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love You so much today. This is Thanksgiving weekend, and God, we just want to take time out right now to lift our hands toward heaven and say thank You, Jesus, for all of Your blessings on us. Thank You, God, for Your benefits. Thank You, Lord, for Your provisions. Thank You, God, for being a God of the miraculous. How many times, God, how many times have You performed miracle after miracle after miracle for us in our lives? How many times have You answered our prayers and You have shown up in an awesome and dynamic way? And how many times have we questioned You? Have we questioned Your faithfulness to us? Forgive us for our doubt. Forgive us for our lack of commitment. Forgive us for our lack of prayer. Forgive us, God, for our lack of prayer. Forgive us, God, for not, for not, for not stopping and, and taking time out to pray and regularly, God, the way that You desire for us to pray. God, call. I believe today, I believe today that You are calling Your church back to spending more time in prayer than ever before because our world needs it. We need it. Our families need it. And yes, our church needs it. We need to reconnect with God through prayer. Let it begin today as we give You all the glory and all the praise that You deserve, O oh God. Thank You for who You are. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth even as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us for our sins. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much for joining us today for today's broadcast. We love you so much. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.